From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to the Friday edition of In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. And since we've reached another week of adventures in podcasting, you know what that means. It's now time for another edition of WTF Friday. Yes, my friends, it has been one crazy week. Uh, here at our world headquarters here in northern Florida, we have had probably some of the strangest weather, even for Florida, uh, for the last almost week and a half. We have had thunderstorms for about nine day, almost nine days straight. We've had thunder, booming thunder, lightning strikes, uh, torrential rain, which has caused flooding in some areas of northern Florida and southeastern Georgia. And it's also caused a lot of disruptions with power and internet and other infrastructure. So we haven't been able to get a real uh, consistent uh, production schedule because of all of the, the challenges we've had to have with the weather. And no, I'm not really going into, oh, this is, oh, this is climate change. It's not climate change, people. Grow up. I mean, it's just kind of, I mean, it's, it's Florida weather, just a little bit more odd than some, but I'm just happy that we've gotten a lot of this straightened out. We are back and look to be back on a regular production schedule. So my sincerest apologies to everybody this week out there in the coalition. I, I greatly appreciate it. But now comes the fun part. And before we get into all kinds of fun today, uh, as always, you can send us email with questions, comments, and so on. Uh, at inblackandright at gmail.com or you can check out our website inblackandright.net our online store has some great new products uh, for the 4th of July so check it out maybe find something patriotic something uh, even Christian for people of faith but hey we've got more things uh, out there and it's, it's taken a while to uh, be able to add more uh, to the uh, add more to the store, but at least we're finally there. And I and I appreciate y'all dropping by our online store on our website. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. This is definitely a WTF week, to be sure, and it's all <laughs> the whole week. <clears throat> but let's start with something a little bit more fun. Uh, we've had. Yesterday, the blockbuster uh, from the House Ways and Means Committee uh, and Jason Smith, 
the chair of the committee from Missouri, he dropped all kinds of truth bombs after the testimony of the not one but two IRS whistleblowers. And yeah, it's getting more fun all the time. So <clears throat> that's, I mean, I, I'll let uh, Congressman Smith speak for himself because this is a great, I think this is a great way to start today. But two IRS employees are blowing the whistle with evidence that the federal government is not treating taxpayers equally when enforcing tax laws. The whistleblowers were working on an investigation into Hunter Biden that opened in November of 2018 as an offshoot of a separate corporate investigation by the IRS. Let me emphasize, this was an investigation in the ordinary course of work at the IRS. It was not ordered by any individual, any chairman, or any political entity. The testimony we released today shows the IRS recommended charges against Hunter Biden that included attempt to evade or defeat tax, a felony, fraud or false statements, a felony, and willful failure to file returns, supply information, or pay tax. These tax crimes cover an estimated 2.2 million in unreported tax on global income streams to Mr. Biden and his associates from Ukraine, Romania, and China, totaling 17.3 million from 2014 to 2019. Mr. Biden personally received $8.3 million. Oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah. Alan, it's fun. It is absolutely fun. And that was just, well, shall we say, uh, the opening round or the opening salvo. Now, I want to go back to a recent press conference that uh, Garth uh, Merrick Garland had. Uh, and they were answering, a, and he was attempting to obfuscate a question about the authority of David Weiss, the U.S. attorney from Delaware, and what he was able to do and what he wasn't able to do. And there is more. <laughs> and there's more to this. But here's uh, Darth Merrick Garland uh, at a press conference just the other day at the Department of Injustice. You said previously you've stayed out of the Hunter Biden investigation. It's been on David Weiss to figure that out. Can you once and for all shed a little light? There seems to be a little confusion on what's going on here. Uh, I'd be happy to. As I said at the outset, uh, Mr. Weiss, who was appointed by President Trump as the U.S. Attorney in Delaware and assigned this matter during the previous administration, would be permitted to continue his investigation and to make a decision to prosecute any way in which he wanted to, and in any district in which he wanted to. Mr. Weiss has since sent a letter to the House Judiciary Committee confirming that he had that authority. I don't know how it would be possible for anybody to block him from bringing a prosecution, given that he has this authority. Okay, here we go. Now, that's coming from uh, Merrick Garland. 
But, oops, let's take a look at something a little different. Uh, from the Gateway Pundit, headline, Federal prosecutors have evidence Joe Biden met with Hunter's Chinese energy client CEFC. Well, well, and well. This should be interesting. And this is uh, really from yesterday. But, oh, it's just, I've God bless Jason Smith of the Ways and Means Committee because without somebody like that with some serious stones, oh my gosh, it would just be a, it would just be a mess. Now, apparently, during um, the testimony that was re released uh, yesterday by the Ways and Means Committee, the whistleblower uh, apparently uh, had, uh, oh my goodness, he had a few interesting things to say. And just reading from the article uh, in the Gateway Pundit, it, it was beautiful. Now, Joe Biden's DOJ, and this is from the article, blocked two search warrants and multiple felony charges against Hunter Biden, according to an IRS whistleblower who spoke to lawmakers. According to Just the News, great website, by the way, uh, Shapley told lawmakers, uh, Shapley being the IRS whistleblower, told lawmakers that an assistant U.S. attorney in Delaware working on Hunter's case rejected a search, warden, a search warrant for Joe Biden's Delaware home in 2020. A separate search warrant for Hunter Biden's storage locker uh, was also blocked by Joe Biden's henchmen. I'm like, okay. Now, this is interesting. Now, continued, uh, Mr. Shapley continued, Shapley confirmed to prosecutors that Joe Biden met with officials from CEFC, a Chinese energy company. Hunter Biden took millions of dollars from CEFC, an energy company that is effectively an arm of the Chinese Communist Party. Now, this is where it gets real fun. On August 8, 2017, $5 million was wired from a CEFC affiliated investment vehicle to the bank account for Hudson West III, which spent, which spent the next year transferring four, nearly $4.8 million directly to Hunter Biden's firm, Owasco. Rob Walker, a Biden family associate, recounted a time when, where Joe Biden walked into a meeting with CEFC officials at a Four Seasons. Oh, and believe me, I'm just going to leave it right there. Because the rest of this story and the account of this meeting by Mr. Walker is going to be really intriguing from a guy who was actually in the room. Wow. So yes, I'm going to be putting this story definitely out on all of the social, uh, all of our social media platforms, as many as possible. So yeah, it's going to be fun, folks. Read it, learn things.
because I'll tell you, right now, it's bad enough with China and everything that they're doing. <laughs> oh, and of course, if you haven't heard the latest story from Reuters about, and this is the headline, China plans a new military training facility in Cuba, Wall Street Journal reports. So I'm thinking, okay, this is interesting. We're now having to deal with this situation where communist China is right now negotiating with Cuba to put a base of operation on the, on the island of Cuba, 90 miles away from Florida. And believe me, this is not, this is not the days of the Cuban Missile Crisis in 62, where Kennedy was dealing with Khrushchev and the Soviets and 1960s technology. Oh no! This, my friends, is going to be China with much more updated technology, listening posts, uh, and all the other things that they want to do. I mean, uh, offensive cyber uh, warfare against the United States from a base in Cuba and oh yeah let's see if they're gonna really if China's really gonna go for it and maybe put a few hypersonic missiles right there on cube in Cuba I mean hypersonic missiles these things can go almost 7,000 miles an hour I mean they are fast which pretty much means if they were launching them from China, it would be bad enough because we wouldn't have an awful lot of response time before they've struck their target. Now, if you're going to have a hypersonic missile shoot from Cuba to, say, maybe South Florida, that thing would be there in less than a minute. Less, or maybe, less than a minute. Maybe even less than 30 seconds. I'd have to do the math on that. But yeah, it's like, boom. You, you can pretty much hit Miami in a minute. You've got zero response time, essentially. And no, this is just wrong. And of course, on all the other fun things that they want to do uh, on Cuba. And it's like, this is essentially... Biden's Cuban Missile Crisis. Because if Biden isn't going to do anything to stop China from putting offensive a, a, a military base for all intents and purposes on, in, on the island of Cuba, which can wreak all kinds of havoc, especially in the southern U.S. and the Gulf. Oh yeah, the Gulf of Mexico, that is. <laughs> Excuse me. So yeah, this is going to be a hoot. This is a test, frankly. This is definitely a test of does Biden have the stones to stop China? Now, keep in mind, this came days after Tony Blinken came back from China to bend over and grab the ankles for Xi Jinping and the Chinese uh, and the communist Chinese, especially when he made the statement that 
that the United States does not recognize the independence of Taiwan. It's a one China policy, so on and so forth. And I'm just going, oh, baby. Yep, he did. He actually went and did it. Uh, and so essentially now with trying to put a base on Cuba and I mean essentially this is the test is Biden going to stand up for Cuba and push back against the communist Chinese putting all that equipment and everything else and personnel that close to the Amer to America to the United States because Florida is going to be the first place to hit and especially in a very high populated high populated area throughout the whole state from Miami Fort Lauderdale all the way up to the Panhandle uh, Pensacola uh, across the I-10 corridor all the way to Jacksonville oh that's gonna be a mess this is absolutely going to be a mess so if Biden's not going to do anything about the communist Chinese when it comes to Cuba. Get ready. That is going to be China's green light to go after Taiwan and go after it hard. So this is going to be really interesting to see what happens. <laughs> Ooh, mama. So there's, so there's some more fun for you. Uh, let's see. Let's take a look. Uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Now, Hunter Biden, again. Now, if anybody thinks that somehow this is going to uh, prove that the Justice Department is all fair and independent. Well, we got we charge Hunter Biden. Yeah, well, you're not trying to put Hunter Biden in jail for 400 freaking years. But when it comes to Donald Trump, it's carte blanche. All bets are off. You can do whatever the heck you want, whatever the whatever way you want. If you're going after Donald Trump or anybody uh, who is in his orbit, anyone who's a loyalist. But, well, yeah, we do have a two-tiered system. I don't care what anybody says. I just don't care. We've got one and it's awful. And it's going to get even worse if we don't bring the Biden crime family uh, to account. It's going to get even worse because at some point, if this thing gets too hot, I can assure you there are many elites right now within the DNC who want to get rid of Biden because he is a full-on disaster. He is toxic. And, and don't even think that they're going to think about Kamala Harris because that girl's even worse. Whew. So who knows? This could be the time for people like Gruesome Gavin Newsom, uh, Cal Governor of California, or maybe someone else to, you know, because they're not going to let RFK win. They're not. Even in spite of his name recognition, in spite of how he's been polling, uh, gosh, at about tw at least 20% or thereabouts, he's going to make life hard on Biden. And especially the DNC didn't do themselves any favors when, one, 
they've essentially said they're not going to hold the the Iowa caucuses. And that's bad enough. And then to make matters even worse, the elites of the DNC said that there's not going to be New Hampshire will not be the first primary as it has traditionally been for decades. Now they're going to go for South Carolina because that seems to be the only state where, you know, because of James Clyburn, you know, to get, you know, he'll he'll win. It's like, yay. But even in 2020, because they don't want to repeat, Biden came in fourth in the Iowa caucuses in 2020 for the Democrats. He was in fifth place in the uh, New Hampshire primary of 2020 for the Democrats. And if it wasn't for the fact that they did a number on Bernie uh, and all the Bernie bros. So yeah, it's pretty, this is not a primary. It's essentially, it's a selection process. And whoever the powers that be uh, in the DNC and maybe in the FBI too uh, and the Department of Justice, yeah, you know, this is going to be interesting to see. It really is. But RFK is way too populist and he's, he, they're, he, they're not going to let him win. They're not going to let him debate. They're not going to let him do anything. And it's kind of sad because I've heard people who have said, well, maybe Trump RFK. That would be interesting, but mm, I just can't see it happening. I just really can't. But that's an entirely different story. But apparently, uh, Hunter Biden was definitely partying it up last night at the White House for the state dinner for the Prime Minister of India, uh, Prime Minister Modi. And oh man, Tuck, uh, Hunter Biden was an absolute horse's butt. I mean, this is a man who tried to expense his prostitutes. He's a guy who even got kicked out of a sex club because they thought he was just a real sleaze. Now, you know that's got to be bad when a sex club kicks out a guy because they think he's a sleaze. He's a real scum and a real douche. I'm like, oh, man, oh, man. What do you, what do you know? But believe me, there's going to be a lot more of this going to be coming out if, and this is if, there are strong Republicans on these key committees to do their investigative uh, work. Because if not, it's going to be business as usual. Kevin McCarthy is still going to be the swamp creature that everybody knew he was. And he'll just show his true colors as time progresses. So who knows what's going to happen here, folks. But, and there was a lot. There was, oh my gosh, there was so much going on. But I got to throw in this one last one. Just this one last story. And and it's a mind blower to me. Because this is from just the news. Uh, The headline Loudoun County Public Schools spokesman found not guilty of perjury? Okay. 
Now, the subheadline here, he told the press outside of the court after the verdict that he may not return to working as LCPS spokesman. Yeah, think? <laughs> you really think so? I mean, I'm just reading this. You know, I'll, I'll read it just a little bit for you, not much. But suspended spokesman of Loudoun County Public Schools, Wade, uh, Wade Bayard, was found not guilty of perjury on Thursday in a case related to the cover-up of the bathroom sexual assault that occurred at a high school in Northern Virginia. Now, Bayard was accused of lying to a grand jury when he said uh, that he didn't learn of the bathroom rape that took place on May 28, 2021 until months later. Months later, and apparently the jury deliberated for an hour and a half before reaching the verdict. Now, <laughs> uh, this is just going to be weird. Now, keep in mind here, let's put on our thinking caps a moment. You are the spokesperson, the spokesman for the Loudoun County, Virginia School District, which has had all kinds of crap that they've tr that they've attempted to cover up and yes and they knew and the people on the board including the the Scott Ziegler the superintendent of the board what a douche he knew it and he tried to lie about it and frankly I'm still hoping that the father of the first victim are still going to is going to sue the district criminally or sue Ziegler civilly because these people knew about the damn thing the the emails came out this is a classic case of the cover up is worse than the crime and for the spokesperson for the school district to not know what happened Whew. He was either ill-prepared to for the backlash that was coming when all of this information got out, or he was part of the problem. So, yeah. <laughs> so now he may or may not be working at the school board uh, after this mess? Excuse me. Uh, that just... You have to suspend a lot of logic. You do have to suspend it to think that a guy who's into communications and he was going to be getting all kinds of grief uh, from the media and even from law enforcement. This was in freaking sane. And to say that, well, I didn't know for months months you didn't know for months where the hell were you buddy because on in June of 2021 when the father of the first victim went and accused the school board of covering up this information and he was lied to and got thrown into jail because this clown lied his 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 other school board members 
lied. They knew. They knew about what happened on the day it happened, May the 28th. And the emails were put out there. And it made all of them liars and real pieces of crap. And this guy says he didn't know. Oh, dude. Uh-uh. I don't know how he lied his way through this. And I don't know if it was the grand jury. But when Jason Meares became the attorney general of the Commonwealth, oh, he tore that place up. He tore up Loudoun County from the floor up and inducted all kinds of grand jury investigations. And the, uh, the county uh, prosecutor had nothing to do with it because that piece, that George Soros bought piece of filth was, was a part of the problem, not the solution. So I liked it. I loved it. And now that this has happened, it's like, ugh, oh well. At some point, this dude uh, is definitely going to have to uh, get some justice because if he's not going to get it in this world and in this life, he's going to get it in the next. Seriously. I'm, I'm, this is the type of thing that makes me crazy. But what can I do? And... Well, actually, speaking of what I can do, I can certainly uh, call it a week. Uh, it's been pretty crazy, but with the weather getting better and all of these uh, interruptions and disruptions that I've had are a whole lot less, it's nice to be back talking with you guys. So, I simply say have a great weekend. God bless you guys. And remember, as always, Patriots come in all colors.